You are now tuned into the Fusebox Radio Broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. Syndicated worldwide to bring real, real black radio back to the masses. Alright everybody, one, two, one, two, what's going on? You're now in tune to another session of the Syndicated Worldwide Fusebox Radio Broadcast. Bringing you a slice of what we call 21st century black radio to the masses, which is a mix of old and new school music. Representing the international black diaspora, such as hip-hop, soul, funk, jazz, reggae, and more. As well as news, commentary, and some interviews here and there. On the mix and commentary, and you got myself, DJ Fusion. On the side, you got my bro who does the same, who will introduce himself. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, along with DJ Fusion, it's a saw raw. Back at y'all, sending love to each and every one of y'all, and of course, we're glad you tuned in to the Fuse Box Radio, blasting on radio, broadcasting, Schumann residents, yes, we're going to give it to all residents, yes, indeedy, what's the deal, Fusion? Doing pretty good, doing pretty good, glad to get another new show in the mix so folks can have their three-hour block of musical goodness and talk and all that good stuff. For their weekly listen, whether it's via their favorite FM dial internet radio station, podcast, or website, and all of that. And I'm trying to stay warm. Our corner of the East Coast is cold, or not as cold as some segments of the country where they've just been getting bombarded by all types of snow and ice. But um, this corner of the D.C. Metro is pretty brick right now. So, you know, dealing with that. But otherwise, we good, we good. The Got a Hulk lot going on. The Hulk is definitely on. out, though. The the, definitely out here. The Hulk is out for real. <laughs> it's, it's not a game. I mean, it's not. I mean, I'm not saying it's the worst, but, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty chilly. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, 30-degree highs are still cold. I mean, you know, bless the folks that I deal with worse than that and, like, Ice walls and feet of snow, but us folks who us mm-hmm. us 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 Negroes who deal with the snow think about the old lessons of counting your blessings yeah, when real. you're when it's cold. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, however that falls or lands, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you know you deal with it for when it's the sunshine. No doubt, no doubt. So yeah, man, we gotta things to go into we got some things to talk about we got some new and old school music to get in the mix so let's go right on the head as always thanks for everybody who's um been listening to us some of y'all have been down from our origins in 1998 this right. year in april will be our 17th year no of existence i mean for myself personally that's literally just a little less than half of my life so you know no. this joint is real you know what i'm saying to folks who, you know, might have stumbled upon us via, you know, recommendations, doing some searches for a new podcast to listen to, you know, doing some random searches or whatever. We deeply appreciate you for yeah. seeing um, what's good with us. And for those who are new listeners, let me break down how we go ahead and do everything with the show. At the beginning, we go ahead, we do our basic Fusebox Radio promo spiel, including talk about, you know, some upcoming events and things of that nature. And from there, we get into talking about some news items and just random stuff that's on our mind that happened during the past week. Then both myself and Asal Ra go ahead and get into the music mix. So let's go right ahead and crank all of this out. You can always check out what's going on to Fusebox Radio broadcast via our official website, FuseboxRadioOnline.com. 
That's F-U-S-E-B-O-X-R-A-D-I-O-O-N-L-I-N-E dot com. Our official blog site is BlackRadioIsBack.com, and via that site, you can check out all of our wonderful broadcast affiliates who get us broadcasts all over the globe, various blog posts and good things like that. Via the former um, website, you can check out our upcoming shows, a little bit of brief history for our music artists, how you can go ahead and submit music for possible airplay and or feedback, um, booking us for DJ gigs, and plenty, plenty more. No doubt. For those who are on the social networks, we do have our presence there. The vast majority of them end with Fusebox Radio. So, for example, Twitter.com slash Fusebox Radio, Instagram.com slash Fusebox Radio, YouTube.com slash Fusebox Radio, so forth and so on. Now, on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Fusebox Radio actually leads to my personal site, which, you know, I'm not, you know, doing anything that I'm ashamed of on there. So if people want to join that, that's cool. But we're trying to up our Facebook like page more, which, you know, we're getting a little more interaction and stuff on that. And that's cool. Um, that page is Facebook.com slash Fusebox Radio Show. Straight up one word. Hit that thumbs up. And if you see some posts that you like, because besides our radio show and events, we post on different news stories or musical things or whatever. Oh, feel free to go on ahead and share that. And if you happen to miss us through your favorite broadcast outlet of choice, um, our podcast of the latest show plus our archives is available via your favorite music streaming service or podcast, you know, service of choice, such as iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, PodBay FM, so forth and so on. And if you're like, I'm not going to remember any of this stuff that you just said, just search for Fusebox Radio Broadcast, a whole bunch of stuff will pop up for us. And you can go on from there. We don't do too many spiels about, you know, donations and sponsorships. I mean, we're definitely down for those. So if you want to do that, that's cool. We do have a PayPal button on our various sites. And um, if you're a business and you're just there like, hey, I want to do some sponsorship, um, email us through those sites. And we can see what's going on and what's good. Um, We've been blessed to be able to cover our stuff pretty decently, but a little bit always helps in this game so you know for those who do do that you know on their end and occasionally and whatnot we um, definitely appreciate that and i'm on the event end um beginning of the year a little bit of winter a little bit of quiet a little bit of flu a little bit of moving stuff around in the lab and beyond so not too much stuff on that end but i do have to shout out to folks of one versus many for um, having their um, concert event, um, Air Jordan Day at Tropicalia up in D.C. this past right. week. I spun a bit for some of the musicians well, who performed at that. Well, and that was cool. Um, summertime, um, not giving details yet, but we should be back in the festival swing of things. We'll detail that more as time goes by. Right. And let me see here. What else do we got going on? Yeah, that's um the big mode right now. We're working on a few things that I don't necessarily want to reveal yet, but um All things right. will come out in that time frame. And yeah, man, that's about it on the promo spiel end for now. So let's go ahead and um get into some stuff. Um, first off, shout out to the folks who um have been emailing us stories and contacting us through our various um means. We deeply appreciate you. Thank you. Because some news stories, you know. People who see the feed, you know, I'm a voracious reader, so I'll post up all types of stuff that I um, think of interest. But there's always something that one can miss. So definitely um, thank y'all for sending stuff out there. And also thanks for the feedback from um, the last um, show. Thank you. Um, that we did. Thank you. God bless you. It's kind of ironic because it's like we had people who gave some good feedback on the, 
the ultra serious stuff we talked about. Then we had people who just let out, y'all need to talk about Empire more. <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah. I got um, a couple things I would like to say about it, but go ahead, Fusion. I know. I, I would say, we, we'll, we're going to segue into that part um, in a little bit. Word because out. I was just there like, man, I might have to actually sit down with this mess on Hulu because most of the time I tend to miss stuff. When it's live on TV, and even the folks on my who are on my personal Facebook page are just uh, like going back and forth about Empire, and I'm like, all right, then so mm, this Empire is now a thing. We can agree on it that much, well, depending <laughs> on how you feel about the thing. <laughs> yeah, but you know. Anyway, let's go on ahead and um get to doing a little bit of talking. I'm gonna be a little scattershot on this week's um particular show our first show of black history month 2015 and whatnot and um i'm gonna be real basic about black history month because this crap happens every single year um until everybody's history is covered in the proper ways and means we need to have stuff no doubt like black history month and not just that women's history month um hispanic history month so forth and so on so when people get kind of catch feelings about that it rubs me the wrong way Especially, and all honesty, and this is just my personal opinion, especially with black people. Because, uh-huh. like, dig it. Just because there's something called Black History Month doesn't mean you can't get into black history the other days of the year. Uh-huh. If you feel that Black History Month boxes black history in, you know, that means you let, quote, unquote, the band win. That's uh-huh. stupid. You know what I'm saying? Nobody is saying that from February 1st to February 28th, y'all Negro can talk all you want to, then y'all can't talk about it no more. You know what I'm saying? Plus, in all honesty, the way our public school system here is in the States, where people are trying to take away, you talking about anything that doesn't make, you know, a Eurocentric, you know, colonialist viewpoint seem awesome. You definitely need that, especially in some of these states like Texas, Arizona and all that. Like, you have folks who are actively trying to take away stuff like, oh, man, you know. That's divisive towards American values. No doubt. Like words. So us, us talking about, you know, that Martin with more than I have a dream is divisive to American values. And, you know, some of these hip-hop groups back in the day were a little like, okay, guys, let's, let's tone it down. <laughs> that, that's a little ridiculous. And then even for those of us who I think sometimes are very into things, we forget that everybody else isn't. That's right. And for some people, this might be their first exposure to stuff that's beyond, you know, some of the more, let's say, not so great viewpoints of black folks via mainstream media and other means. You know what I'm saying? Especially because we're more in an information age now where people can get access to different stuff to research and do other stuff and get into things. I mean, with the way 2014 was here in the States, do you really think Black History Month needs to go away? That was like... In my lifetime, that's probably like one of the worst years in my particular lifetime for, for black America where they just say, like, y'all ain't nothing. In the year where Tamir Rice got killed, Michael Brown got killed, we weren't that far away. <clears throat> Excuse me, from Trayvon Martin being killed, you know what I'm saying? Ferguson, all this other type of stuff. They're like, nah, I'm a internet revolutionary. We don't need Black History Month. If you don't sit your silly ass down and go away... Because you know what? Even if you have this information, you're quote-unquote enlightened, everybody else doesn't have it. Everybody else does not have it. For that person who could be, you know, your future ally, who might be a young head right now, this might be the first time they see something. This might be the first time they recognize something. Sometimes, yes, we have it for us, but sometimes it's not all about that. You know what I'm saying? There's a bigger, more encompassing thing. 
with Black History Month. So again, until everybody's information and stuff gets covered, I'm gonna yell about Black History Month and I'm gonna be obnoxious. Like um, one of our friends over in Germany, shout out to them, was talking about it when they, you know, have a diverse heritage themselves over in Europe. And they were like, this time I talk about things and folks over here don't get it. And that's talking about from their area of the world, much less it being on a, you know, diasporic type of vibe mm-hmm. and whatnot. And, you know, it's it's just a very strange thing. Like, we're still at the age where to recognize black people as being people still hurts some folks' feelings. No doubt. As being as diverse and as full of potential and everything mm-hmm. as the next man because y- y- you got some money in you. And again, during the past year when we had to like hashtag Black Lives Matter to make Black Lives Matter become an international news story, <laughs> some of you old bootleg hotep Negroes are talking about Black History Month is bad. <laughs> and I said bootleg hotel. You know what I'm saying? Because whatever way you want to get into your knowledge is, is your way you get into your knowledge. So, you know, I don't want nobody automatically catching no feelings, but we do know there's some bootleg people who say they, you know, on some up and up who are just, instead of wearing, you know, a gangster flag, try to hide under some camouflage or, or an onk or something. <laughs> so, because I've seen that a little bit on the net and some other thing That always annoys me. So, yes, but I myself support Black History Month. And I support studying Black history every damn day. No doubt. But we, we, you know, we got this time to, you know, wave our flag and be as obnoxious as other people are during the other eleven months of the year. And this is again, this, Black history might be even hundred years old. This country is barely about three hundred fifty years old. No doubt. And as we talked about previously on the show, we're just fifty year past the Civil Rights Act. We're barely fifty years into when affirmative action has come through. And, um, you know, I, I mean, my mom was around when segregation was real and she's just in her sixties where it's like, no, that, that stuff y'all see in black and white pictures was how life was. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We are not that far removed. And in a country that has a problem with acknowledging the scope of history, much less acknowledging the part of history that doesn't make it seem like everybody can wave their red, white, and blue flag and, we're supposed to be all wonderful and dandy, just pull ourselves up by a bootstrap and other bits of random BS propaganda. Why can't we be proud of ourselves? And why can't you let other people know that we're going to let you know what's up? You know what I'm saying? I mean, heck, we just had a Martin Luther King Day with the holiday passed not long ago. And you had states fighting against that in the 80s. Think about that. When you hear like public enemies, you know, before I go to Arizona, yeah, that was you know around that time frame. No doubt. So we're talking like freaking early to mid eighties. Places where they're like, man, why does Negro need to have a day? Who just want to have everybody you know be equal and have have them rights? Think about how jacked up that sounds. But some of y'all said, "Diddy Negro think we don't need Black History Month." Besides the racist or whatever. Get out of here, dog. I'm sorry. I, I, got, I got the ranting for a little bit. <laughs> I want to say something briefly. She covered a lot of ground or whatever. But um, um, I the more I study, you know, because you know, it was a time when I would go off what other people said and I didn't do my own study. And you can do that when you have good teachers, but more or less you have to kind of do your own study, though. Um, the more I realize, I understand why it's... Partially understand why it's in February, so it's month because if you really were to, to push black 
History Month or Black, um, anything related to blackness, it would really expose the truth about really what's going on and what has been going on. You know, you you know, schools would teach that the first people on the planet were black people. You know what I'm saying? They would teach, you know, all these civilizations and structures that, you know, that are in China or South America or, you know, uh, um, uh, certain parts of Europe or um, Central America were created by black people. You know what I'm saying? The oldest bones there were, were you know, were, were black bones that they find off the Nile in that part of the world. So, you know, you know, they would teach about, you know, certain things about us mapping the stars, about making uh, mathematics and uh, 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 clocks, you know, be in BC, you know what I'm saying, and um, being able to do, um, do calendars, multiple calendars. So it, it would all come down to us. It would all really come down. And, you know, this is black radio, and we love people who are not black who listen to you, us. You know, we cherish you because then we know you have a certain spark within you. But, you know, you know, black would go beyond just historical events of black people. Black is cosmic. Black is planetary. Black is in the animal. Black is in the plant kingdom. Chlorophyll, you know, that's the, you know, black goes into the energies and chemicals within, in, within man in general, like melanin, you know. So, you know, we're talking about substances that absorb energy you know so you know black goes beyond just the the historical events and the political black is cosmic you know like i said planetary you know they got you know the chemicals that some of the chemicals that are in most human beings are found out in space you know on comets and stuff seeing galaxies or whatever whatever you know and that aspect is within us and it's in mostly in black people but it's in all man though. So, you know, black is a lot of different things. You know, black is uh, vast kingdoms. Black is religion and spirituality is black. You know, all religion, Islam, Christianity, Buddhism, all that comes from the ancient Egyptians. All that comes from them. And the black people before the ancient Egyptians. Some say Lemuria, some say Atlantis. You know, but all over black folks. So, you know, you, you get into pre-times and studying and, you know, you find about different rocks that they dated millions of years ago that show black people on them. They found in Peru, you know, you know, I think it's called the, I the Ica stones. They dated them by the substance that was on them and it was a million years old and they got Negroes on them, black folks. So that meant that it's been a very long time. They got old maps with lands that weren't there, that are not there now. They show Antarctica with no ice, you know. So it's it's, it's heavy when, you know, and that's black history because it was black people who had to do them aerial maps, aerial. How would they know above the motherfuckers? Air, Negroes were doing aerial maps, you see. And on them stones I was talking about, they showed Negroes on birds, reptile birds like, like the movie Avatar. So they get, even Hollywood get... Got take from Black history, Star Wars. That's Black history. Jedi Knights. That's ancient Egyptian. So it, it, they Black history is everywhere. You can't escape. Every time you do mathematics, every time you cut on the lights with mathematics, every time every time you do anything related to numbers, philosophy, religion, and numbers related to everything because it's going to affect your car. That's going to affect the clothing. They have to do measurements, all of that. And in the, in the medical profession, what's that? That that oath they take. The oath is after 
uh, ancient uh, 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 Egyptian mystic. Some say angels, some say, you know, human being, but it was a part of the ancient Egyptian thought that that came from. So it, it all comes from, uh, it all comes from black people. So black, it got to do it short. And like I'm about to wind it up, they got to do it short because, you know, if, if we really put it out there, then that would really show that most everything was stolen and that um, people are masquerading like it's something else. That it ain't, you know what I'm saying? But that's what kind of happens, though. But it's all good, though. And But there are the good things because it shows that we have a doorway of greatness uh, from the past into the future that is not bound on planet Earth. And not everybody on the planet right now can say that. Peace. So we just had a Black History Month rant. <laughs> that's cool. That, you know, that's cool. That that just meant it was in people's spirits to go ahead and do that. So that's what's up. And also, segueing into that, another reason that we need Black History. Shout out to quite a few people who sent this story um, to me and whatnot, especially it being happening right around our way. Students have walked out of a DC charter school um, earlier this week to protest the treatment of three teachers. They said they would believe were punished for teaching too much black history this is at howard university middle school of mathematics and science found a campus at howard university you're telling students or teachers actually that they're teaching the students too much black history <laughs> think about how jacked up that sounds one of the premier historically black colleges and universities of the United States, a world now university as a whole that is, you know, a black educational institution. This is occurring. But I'm sleep though, trying to talk about y'all sleeping on stuff like black history loving these other little things though. Okay. <laughs> the these teachers got um said said a student said the principal confronted these teachers in front of the students and then escorted them out of the building. To quote um, seventh grader Cameron Gaines Gillins, they were all escorted out by police officers because they were trying to teach us things about our African heritage. Parents and students said the teachers were let go because they taught about black history beyond what was outlined in the curriculum. And they are demanding answers from Principal Angelique Blackman. And again, this is happening in, in what is supposedly the heart of democracy and enlightened America and everything. Washington, D.C. during the first week of Black History Month. Not surprising. But again, some, some of you old fake, I'm wearing camouflage and ankh Negroes think people are tripping trying to talk about black history and trying to be self-righteous about it. Like, I don't got to no black history. Alright, dog. Alright. You got these little kids who know they're being done dirty. Yeah, some of you grown-ass men and women want to want to be be dumb. Okay, shout out to these children. Shout out to their parents. Um, this story is still developing right now here up in the D.C. metro area, and um, we will see what goes um, down to happen as time goes by. These students protested outside the school, and they presented the um, administrators with a list of demands, including for new social studies teachers and more communication from the principal. And I can get into a whole other rant about the negatives and the positives of charter schools, but that's going to take all day, especially because in this area, the charter school system is kind of warped right now, especially because when people who are people who are overseas, like the charter school situation, there's times where it's a mix of private and public funding and other things for education. Sometimes it's just straight up private. Mm -hmm. And... 
depending on what they say is going to be needed for like you know basic educational standards or what have you above and beyond there's times it can be good and there's times it can be bad so for people who are like what the hell is a charter school who are listening in other parts of um the world i just want to throw that out there but this is what we're still encountering in 2015 not 1915, not 1955, not 1975, but 2015. <laughs> so just to spike the ball in terms of why we need stuff like Black History Month and Black History being taught on an equal level in general, this is it. I mean, I'm really curious. Like, I mean, I hope they interview these teachers. I'm sitting here. I'm like, was it too much Black History? Or was it the Black History don't necessarily want to teach people? <laughs> That's what it was. You know what I'm saying? Was like there a day where they were just there like, well, here's why Marcus Garvey was the way he was. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Here's King talking about, hey, Vietnam is, is, it was, was jacked up and I'm not into this entire military industrial complex. Was that the stuff that was taught? You know what I'm saying? Was that, hey, some things, even like, you know, public programs and charter schools would have happened during like, without the Black Panthers and some of that type of stuff being taught. You know what I'm saying? Because for some people, when you push beyond those quote unquote safe Negro boundaries, is when stuff goes down. Anybody who's ever had a nine to five of any sort, much less a professional nine to five, knows what the hell I'm talking about. When you get beyond safe Negro and I feel I can control you territories, people try to do that pushback. So I'm curious to see what happened with this particular situation, but we'll um, go ahead and see. And on the side, um, spinoff of that, speaking of, the State of the Union happened about a week or so ago. We were doing like rearrangement with the Fusebox Radio Labs and other stuff. And, um, in all honesty, I usually don't care about things like that anymore because it's usually just a big, you know, show or whatever. But one of the things I know that people got hyped on was when President Obama, during that speech, had, um, was talking about, well, I don't have any more terms to run or whatever. And, you know, the Republican Party being the opposite party of what, what he is for our folks who are overseas. Um, you know, they, they had some jackasses who cheered me, said that. But he was like, that's because I wanted both of them, though. And it was like, oh, cause I was like looking on Facebook that day. I'm like, why is everybody bugging about the damn State of the Union address? Who cares? Mm-hmm. And, you know, people showed that. And that was just one of those things where, again, if you've ever had a full-time or any type of gig, but I think particularly when you're in the professional realm, no matter what type of accomplishment stuff they had, there's usually a one or two jackasses no who try to act like you're not qualified to be there. No and I can say I've gone through that in my experience right up to the present with some no nine doubt. to fives. And when you can't like curse somebody else out and tell them to go to hell or any other stronger expletives and still keep your job, but you had to kind of like chin check them kind of quietly, but you're still smooth and professional. That's why I think people sweat that little part of the state of the union. Cause I think so many black folks are like, yes, I know that. Cause my mom was like, did you see that thing? I was like, <laughs> when I talked to her later on that week, I was like, yeah, I, I saw President Obama, you know, do that, you know, that smooth black professional chin check or whatever on people. And, you know, kind of embarrass those dudes and whatnot. We've all had to do it. We've all had to do that. And people who definitely listened to our show in the past know that we are not some blanket co-signer to somebody because they're black. That's right. Or a particular party or whatever. But that was truly an identifiable moment that most folks have been doing. I mean, I'm sure President Obama would want to go up there and, you know, pardon, pardon my colloquialism, whatever I'm about to use. But I'm sure you probably want to say, like, look, all of you racist saltines can suck this big black presidential. But he can't say that in public. You know what I'm saying? Not to be taken seriously. And other time, even though I'm sure you probably said that in his mind every day with the way his term has gone. Where even the good stuff that he has accomplished, people have tried to cock block because he's a black dude. 
or he messes with their persona of what a black person is supposed to be. Especially because he seemed to be, you know, that more quiet guy than the one who's like gonna punch you with the jaw or whatever. <laughs> so when you had news people talking about that seemed to be unprofessional, it was like, look, how unprofessional have these other cats been toward this dude for a smooth six years? Mm. You know, you had people, you know, during the notes that you know they they yelling at him that he's a liar and you know, for some reason, some people still are like, you know, he's like a Kenyan socialist Muslim from outer space because he can't be a black American to be president all the time. Like, he dealt with people mouthing that crap for six years. <laughs> people have shut down the government over the most basic stuff during the past six years. So for him to be there like, yeah, you know what, though? Y'all screwed me, but I can't say a whole bunch of stuff, though. But I won both those elections, though, so that was pretty much his nice way of saying, y'all can kiss my ass. <laughs> so, you know, again, that's why we need the current and present black history, but it all goes together. Anyway. <laughs> oh, diggity, Next up, uh, shout out to comedian, activist, actor Dick Gregory. He no, finally no. got his Hollywood star on the Wall of Fame. <laughs> God bless him. This past week. That was some pretty cool news to um, go on ahead and check. Dick, 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 Dick Gregory's on that health, that health eating right stuff for decades. Yeah, he, he was on that vegetarian steed for a long time, amongst, you know, other things and um, whatnot. And God, I didn't notice, I'm looking at this article right now. Um, he happened to get his uh, start on the day of his 56th anniversary to his wife. 56 years. There's some people you don't like to be around for a day, much less 56 years. So, you know, that that's a strong that's a strong body. He's definitely gone through some ups and downs during that time. So, um, that's cool. So, that was a little bit of good entertainment news I saw earlier in the week. And I definitely wanted to, you know, shout out that brother. I actually saw him a few years ago around uh, Buzz Boys and Poets here in D.C. And, you know, yeah, folks swarmed that dude. Like, it it was nothing. And yeah, it was good vibes and everything. <laughs> but it was one of those things where, you know, he made that strong of an impact on, um, there's so some, many people. There's something about when a when a when a when an old black dude with gray hair, dark skin is given knowledge. Something about that. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody can receive that type of information. And even before he looked old, not everybody would have received that information. So, you know. But any any you know, got you know, any brother who can get that age and can still function fluidly and, and talk wisdom as opposed to barbershop bullshit, nigga talk. Looking to talk that and go beyond that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You gotta love a brother like that. Old school. You gotta love him. God bless him. No doubt, no doubt. Let me see here. What else we got going on? Do 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 do. I'm gonna skip around a little bit. Since of course the internet where I'm pulling up these stories wanna have this web browser act up. Well, while we're waiting for those stories to load in, let's talk a little bit about the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, and some of the previous stuff that happened beforehand. Now, me personally, I'm not necessarily the biggest on most professional sports. I mean, I'll watch stuff or whatever, but there's only a few I'm like super into. Like you know, I'm more into mixed martial arts now and boxing and stuff like that, and more team than more team type of sports. But I'm you know, Super Bowl's like one of those times I guess some family members come through and everybody you know sits back, eats a whole bunch of crappy food, talks trash about the halftime show, talks trash about the game. And this year was interesting on a whole bunch of levels. Um, New England Patriots versus the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I'm not even gonna get to all that deflate gate stuff because I don't know about that, and I don't. I really don't care. Mostly because I'm like, 
that the other team got whooped. So it wasn't like it was close. All of a sudden, like, you know, a few bits of less bit of air pressure made folks do whatever, whatever. Nah, I mean, I'm not trying to down it because I've had some people like, well, well, there's a big thing. I'm like, look, dog, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? All I'm trying to say, I think it sucks that they cheated, if that's the case. But that's all that was there. Now, what got interesting was during a lot of the pre-media sessions for the Super Bowl, it was a fine study in terms of you're the Negro we like and you're the Negro we don't like because of this. You know what I'm saying? You're the cat we're going to hate on. Because I remember the first time the Seahawks um, got in um, Richard Sherman, people were like mad at him because he talked too much. This year you have Marshawn Lynch people were mad at because he talked too little. Like, you weren't the nice middle-of-the-road happy Negro for either of those dudes who would just work and shuffle and shine, but not, but apparently seem to have too, a bit too much pride for you. Now, the situation with Marshawn Lynch, I thought it was just kind of messing with After a while, I think they were just trying to bait him to say something crazy or act That's crazy right. That's right. and whatnot. And whether you feel that he was justified due to, you know, social anxiety things or him maybe just being tired of saying the same thing over and over again, the media thing, um... I'm like, it just seemed to be very weird that folks act like they were personally offended that he wasn't, you know, going through the soft shoe at every single, you know, um, media thing they had leading up to the Super Bowl. And, you know, the fact that, you know, he did his thing and I personally kind of found it hilarious, honestly. Was like, I gotta oh, go no. this thing. Okay, whatever, whatever. Well, Marshawn, whatever. Well, psh, I'm just here not to get fired, dog. That's like literally like your hashtag when you're at a nine to five and you're tired. You don't feel like doing a whole bunch of nonsense, but at the same token, you know you got to do certain things. I think that's another thing that some folks are like, "Look, why are you here? I'm just here not to get fined. I want to keep my money. <laughs> Whatever, dog. That's why I'm here." And him doing that for like straight, like I think he did that over twenty something times during that joint. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like. Again, I think that's something that everybody identified. We probably had that one gig where they're like, look, why are you here, cuz? Today I'm going to still do a good job. I'm going to still do my thing. You can't say I'm a bad employee. I'm not acting like a jerk. I'm just not going through a whole bunch of nonsense right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm not in the mood. And the thing that was kind of bugged out to me was people would show that and try to talk about, well, look at this Negro being like, eh. But you know what they didn't show? It is so Richard Sherman, and I can't remember the name of the other player, unfortunately, off the top of my head right now. They didn't show the part of the um, media day coverage where those cats were talking about the, how whack the NCAA was towards student-athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, Deadspin.com had footage of it as well as a um, transcript, and it was really good. It was really articulate. They broke down, you know, that, hey, man, you know, these students are still putting their bodies and stuff on the line. It's cool to have scholarships and everything else, but you know, you got people who may not be able to eat or they got to go through this to get eligibility and blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. I'm like, y'all ain't show that part on TV. Because no, no. you saw these two, you saw these two big wide body Negroes, one with dreads going down his back, talking a little more smart than y'all care to show the black athlete that y'all seem to care about. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I thought that was bugged out. And, uh, yeah, I definitely thought that was an interesting um, study of contrast and things right there. One thing I thought was interesting about the football thing was um, I've seen a lot of games, and I got older brothers, so I remember watching games with them when I was a kid. And um, I don't really ever remember somebody catching a ball like that with that much time left within the, you know, which made them, you know, made it more uh, probable and possible for them to win. Now, 
but with that being said, I thought I was looking for the brother to win because it would have been the first black QB to win two Super Bowls. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, I was best, you know, that's what I wanted to see. To me, this might sound strange, but when I saw that pass, when I saw him shotgun, I was kind of puzzled, but when I saw him show, um, throw that pass, first thing that came to my mind was, before he before it was intercepted, the first thing that came to my mind was ego. I talked to some of my elder uh, elder cats who went to sports, and, you know, I'll throw they, their angle in it, but first thing that came to my mind was ego. I said, bruh. Marshawn was in the backfield. You could have gave it to him. It was second and goal. If they went in, it would have been third and goal. Plus, they still had a timeout. That was ego. That was pride. Now, I heard some people say, so some people might say, well, you know, offensive coordinator might have had them, whatever. So that meant that y'all didn't want this nigga to be the fly nigga of the night. Didn't want Marshawn to be the fly nigga of the night. They win the Super Bowl. Everybody go home with another ring. But you will have people... Well, you know, there could be a possibility of people within that organization that didn't want him to be the fly nigga, even though he was going through the motions. Not everybody's going to be able to allow you to put their hand in their ass and to be a puppet. Not everybody's going to allow you to do that. Some people just got too much God in them for, the, for, for, for you to allow them to do that. And there's nothing you're going to be able to do anything about that. You know, but, you know. Unfortunately, you know, I thought it was was pride on. You know, I don't know if the offensive coordinator had him do that, with that spontaneous reaction. But you know, it all all in all, they didn't give it to Marshawn for it to be, you know, for it to be the icing on the cake. You know, goddamn, you know, you know, you don't have hatred amongst the, you know, click like that. You know what I'm saying? But it happens. We know it happens in families. No but, doubt. But yeah, but you know, unfortunately, you know, that was a, a bad call, and um, you know. Big up to Patriots for winning. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a tight game till the end, you know what I'm saying? And you brought up, you know, the situation at that last joint. Anybody with eyes, regardless of which team you were cheering for, had to be like, that was one of the stupidest plays I've ever seen. You could have somebody who just, you were like, not even like two yards away. You could have had, even if you didn't want to be like, if the ego thing didn't want to have, you know, Marshawn Lynch running through. I mean, the man's called beast mode for a reason. He rolls through and he, he makes it happen. But you had all these other players who could just ran it through, had it open. It, it probably would have surprised people, quite frankly. But you're going to toss the ball with two yards away? <laughs> and I mean, a part of me had to look at the brother who threw it at first. And I was like, what? But I had to be like, you know what? Let me keep it cool because I'm like, you had to obey what your coaches said or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because if you end up running it and didn't happen, people would have been there like, no, nah, this Negro didn't do whatever. whatever. So you would have been like asked out either way, quite frankly. But that that was just bad. I mean, you know, people didn't have to fight and crap afterwards like they did. That was kind of ridiculous. But it was like, like I'm watching that. I'm like, are y'all serious? Wow. Like, yeah, people are going to be kind of hurt about that, you know. But anyway, overall pretty good game and, you know, at, at the very least, even if, you know, on GP, I know people who didn't care, but they were like, because of all the media stuff, and stuff like that. they were just like, I'm going to be a Seahawks fan today, or whatever. But, um, you know, at least the brother caught, you know, that interception no with New England Patriots, you know. He he had that on his mark for the rest of whatever, whatever. So, 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 so good for that young man, you know what I'm saying? Um, Let me see here. Um, What else we got going on? Oh, Super Bowl, Super Bowl halftime this year. Um, first and foremost, 
I personally thought it was kind of dry for the majority of it, but I can't say that Katy Perry sucked. You know what I'm saying? I think when you do those type of shows, you got to have a certain vibe and spectacle going on when you do a Super Bowl show, which you might be able to accomplish even in the big arena, you know, Super Bowl is a completely different beast. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I think she can sing and there's pop songs of her, you know, I do know or whatever, can write a hell of a catchy song. But I was like, yeah, I'm just kind of twiddling my thumbs. And then I'm like, here's Lenny Kravitz. Yay. But he was only there for like a hot second. And went away and I was there like, all right. And as a woman, I'm like, Lenny still looks hot. So shout out to Lenny for still looking hot. Being around his, you know, upper 40s, I think now or whatever, whatever. <laughs> and then I'm just there like, okay, some of this set design is a tad ridiculous. Which, by the way, shout out all of you Negroes on Twitter and Facebook and whatever else who had all the the meme jokes or whatever and graphics jokes from that show because that, that, that gave me a whole bunch of laughs for the um, past few days. I know some folks have seen it through our Facebook page and Twitter and different stuff I've shown that people had did on that end. But then, right when I was like, I really don't care for this, I got family who was like, this, you know, especially my older black family, like, this is a boring halftime show. When the game going to start again? <laughs> Missy Elliott comes out. We're like, oh crap, it's Missy. And... Big up to her. As I said on social media, and I will restate it again, Missy, due to illness and some other things, hasn't really done, done to do too many live performances at, at the present or whatever, whatever. She hasn't had a quote-unquote, quote-unquote, big hit in at least over a smooth decade plus. Her three-song medley had more energy than all the Katy Perry set. All of it, you had Lose Control, you had um work it. I forget the other joint. Um, yeah, to get your freak on. Yeah. You had them three joints, and Missy her dancers killed it for those little bit of time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, for all y'all who just there, like, man, I don't know when when a hip hop song is only two or three years old. It's it's old. It's decrepit. Whatever. I'm like, Missy, who I think is like at least forty five or so, murked it. And I'm like, the main lesson from the Super Bowl this year to me is like, black people save dry halftime shows. Because Lenny and Missy saved that halftime show from just being there, like, struggable or, for some people, blue status. And I had to give Katy Perry credit for putting the both of them onto her show. That showed a certain respect level or whatever, especially with Missy. Because a lot of artists now, like, they're like, if it's not in the current or in the now, they're not really trying to be about that. You know what I'm saying? And... Even though, God bless Katy Perry's heart, because she can't dance worth a damn, and she was looking a little awkward next to Missy and them. You could tell that she was hyped to be on stage with Missy. She's like, I'm going to do, she's like, I'm going to be Missy's hype woman for these three songs. And the cool thing about all this is, besides the fact that, you know, as much as Super Bowl people don't want to admit it, y'all need black folk to make your shows hot. See, yeah. Prince. Hell, hell, even see Beyonce and some of these other folks, you know what I'm saying? Y'all need black folks to make it hot. Stop being bitter about the joint that happened with Janet a while ago <laughs> and get us back in the mix more, you know what I'm saying? Popular black music is pop. Get over it. I mean, but, um, no, this is just, oh, the last thing I wanted to bring it up that's kind of cool about all this. Well, besides the fact that these folks perform, Missy Elliott has had, now has some top 10 singles during the past week. No doubt. With sales. Because you had folks who, I'll put it like this. You had some folks where I had to look at the fact of mainstream music is is in a weird state right now, especially when it's trying to acknowledge older stuff, even if it's just about five to ten years ago. 
you literally had a generation of kids with this problem that's like, who the hell is this with Katy Perry? I like these songs. You know what I'm saying? And we had to remember Missy and Timbaland were were that crew for a hot minute. No doubt. So you had people who were probably like, this is some old futuristic sounding. Yeah, who who's this black chick? And then that old grumpy black woman in me who just they're like, how the hell is you who Missy is? But I'm like, you know what? I understand. <laughs> and I had to remember that there are people who are in their 20s who are born in 1990. You know what I'm saying? To 95. And be, and below. So shout out to Missy for making them extra sales right now. That is awesome. Hopefully, I'm hoping, hope beyond hope that this is a sign that she's going to try to make a comeback. Because she still has it. She had that fun element, I think, that's sometimes missing in some of the um, more mainstream current hip-hop right now. But yeah, that's my little spiel on that. I mean, if anybody who has listened to has heard this show or has heard anything in the past or knew people, that um, um, it's not about living. You can't go it's not about living in the past when people play older music. When I hear that argument, I'm like, did you think about what you said and to who you said it to? I'm like, you know, music and art is energy and spirit. That goes beyond the walls and boundaries of time, space, air, fire, water, and earth, ether. It goes beyond all that. You know, so in the beginning was the word, and the in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. You know, before, in other words, vibration was bef- was before light. Vibration was before time. You know what I'm saying? In the beginning was the word. Word is vibration. Music is vibration. You know, so I mean, we're talking about a feeling. We're not talking about time. We're talking about whatever you connect to. So if you can connect to something. That's all it is. That's all that matters. If it's 95, if it's 1985, this is 1980, hip-hop from 85, 86, 87, 88 out of New York, or if it's, you know, something from 1994, 96, 98. If that's what it is, what you know, but people want to kill which is creative. That's all it is. But we're going to be repping the old and the new. All right? Indeedy, indeedy. Let me see. I told y'all we're going to be bouncing all over the place today. It's just that type of show. Um, a few, two RIPs. RIP to Charlie Sifford. People might not be familiar with him if you're not into golf, but he was one of the first black men who was part of a PGA tour in terms of getting oh, to the wow. championships and all of that. So we're talking about in the 1960s. He passed away at the age of 92 of a stroke and whatnot in Cleveland and you know again another thing about black history they did not want you around especially if you didn't fit into a box and you had to think about this you barely got black folks who play golf now on a professional level or or people of color at large you have more people out now you gotta talk about 1967 you know there were some hot white men and this black dude was able to kill it on the golf course. No doubt. No Especially, doubt. you know, back then, you know, we ain't talking about a cat who got money. Like, he got into the game because um, through, through you know, practicing and stuff because um, him and his pops had worked at the golf course. No doubt. And went from there. Like, these cats weren't, weren't trying to give him a PGA touring card no because doubt. of whatever. You know, it's like, it's like that was supposed to be a white game with white men hitting little white balls in a black earth. You know what I'm saying? But now it can be a black man hitting 
His ball went to a black <laughs> Hey, man. It's what it is. What it is. So, shout out to him. That's one of those little bits of history that, you know, unfortunately had happened due to the fact that he passed away. But, you know, one learned about during um this past week. Also, RIP to Don Convey, R&B artist and songwriter. While some folks might not be familiar with his name, he's written songs that were covered by the Rolling Stones, Aretha Franklin, Little Richard, and more, including, I know a lot of people know Aretha Franklin's Chain of Fools. And um, whatnot. Them old, old school um, folks know um, the um, 1961's Pony Time, which people actually could hear that on um, the sound, on the on the OG movie version of Hairspray. <clears throat> Excuse me, and whatnot that um, John Waters did that, uh, that had Ricky Lake and all them other folks okay. um, up in there. But, you know, definitely, you know, Chain of Fools, but he actually had wrote for Oldest Redding back in the day. Really? And whatnot. It ended up, um, you know, Aretha's cover was the one that hit it up. Um, also wrote I'm a Hanging Up My Heart For You, um, Solomon Burke, Gladys Night in the Pips, Letter Full of Tears, and just tons and tons and tons more, man. So, you know, some of them cats who were in the background making, you know, that foundation for the music that we have today. And whatnot, you know, so definitely R.I.P. for me. He also um had put together, <clears throat> excuse me, a R&B super group back in the day called the Soul Clan, which in 1968 consisted of him, Solomon Burke, Benny King, Joe Tex, and Arthur Conley. That's, that's a whole bunch of people, you know no what doubt. I'm saying? Um, some people might have heard the, the tune um, Soul, meaning it reached the R&B um, Top 40. And um, he just kept it moving like that, man. Well, so, Solomon Burke, Benny King, Joe Tex, all of them had hits independent of one another. It, Joe, had, Joe Tex had hits in the 70s. Benny King, Solomon Burke were more 60s. But yeah, nah, I, that's information that I didn't know right there. Mm-hmm, no doubt, no doubt. He also contributed backing vocals for a whole bunch of people, including Tom Waits and Jimmy Cliff. No doubt. So, you know, he, he was in there, so RIP to him. And um, whatnot, one of those many black folks who, you know, the role they play in the background helped put things in the foreground. No um, let's see here. Um, on a few things on the serious side, um, Cleveland, um, Ohio's um family um of Tamir Rice has filed a wrongful death lawsuit against the um, police department over there. Um, for those folks um who remember, um. Tamir Rice was a 12-year-old who was shot down by police because somebody had called in and said, thought that he had a gun, and I mean, him being a toy gun. And people who have seen the unfortunate video clip, um, including myself, so I know those police didn't give him no chance to drop the gun and do nothing. They just rolled up him and shot that boy. No doubt. Or whatever, so. Um, ritual murder, ritual type killing or something. Uh, it's that bullshit. That's what it is. Going through magic spells or some some sort. Ritualistic. In other words, it wasn't about whether the boy was whatever, whatever. We 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 come to kill a little Negro today. And I mean, it was literally seconds. Like if people have seen that joint, it was literally seconds. You didn't hear a whole bunch of you know, drop the gun, don't shoot whatever. whatever. They rolled up and just started firing. Well, a child, twelve year old boy. On a child, but you know, one of those things you don't want to do with stories like this happen is go on the internet and comment section sometimes. You're just there like, Jesus, most of humanity are pieces of crap. Good lord. 
Well, they shouldn't have been whatever, whatever then. You can let grown men kill cops up in Pennsylvania and be out for a damn near a month and a half, but that cat's not a savage or, or a criminal that needs to be killed or whatever. But that boy was. You know, part of my language, people can go fuck themselves with that shit. Yeah, the ritualistic so. killings, they like little children. Like, pu- like pu- pre- pre- pu- pre- what is it? pre-pubescent, before their puberty, the blood is supposed to be different for children. And they can, um, uh, uh, their body's able to take in energy in a different way. Uh, you know, that's why they say kids are innocent. They're able to still take an energy in a way that adults can't. So, like, when I hear stuff like that, I'm like, you know, you don't know who these cats are connected to. You know what I'm saying? What society and groups they're connected to, they like to kill people for the sake of, like, a high or getting energy from their god. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that, you know, when people are killed for no reason, there's no logic, no rhyme or reason. You know, what other than, you know, or like when kids are abducted, you know. It's like, why did the, the, the kids end up dead? What did they get out of that? What did they get out of killing a kid, you know, without speaking, you know what I'm saying? There were two cats with guns. What did they get out of that? I mean, people, it's, 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 it's um, a lack of connection to to spirit and God, period, that, you know, it's like you didn't even kind of consider that. Consider it, you know. I definitely can agree on the level of you no know, people not just being able to connect because the thing that killed me of all these stories, and there's times I've definitely debated with people on this, is that, look, we know there are real criminals in this world. We know there are people who are truly dangerous in this world. There's not just people who just screw up. And why is one group of people who screw up can get all the chances in the world that other people have to be killed in the street? Why does that spe- Why is that logical to you? Where I'm like, if you really believe that this is the most thuggery of thug Negroes, shouldn't they be able to go through the the judicial system that you say is so good, you know, if they had to go to jail, go to jail, hopefully come out and, and contribute to society. Why is that something that is denied black men, black women, and various other people of color here in this country? Yeah. Way more than it is for the numerically, you know, majority population. Why is that? But we also look at the aspect too that while some people aren't necessarily like KKK, I'm going to hang you from a tree with, you know, black people. You got some folks who are just very comfortable with stereotypes. It's easy to be like, those people over there didn't act up instead of being there. Like, there might be a huge systematic problem going on in terms of how we look at things and how we do things. Because when you look at stuff like that and you had to enact change, some people are very comfortable with not making change. It's probably easier for some people to be there like, well, Negroes are scared to them, like, wow, that cat that cat is just like me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like when you talk to some older people and you can hear stories about them doing crazy stuff, but it's like, how are you dissing this young person while you're not trying to help them, but they might be involved in some crazy stuff too. You know what I'm saying? Like, what made you so special that you were able to get another chance and that person had to die? Mm-hmm. You know, we look at the Eric Garner situation that happened in New York. What made him had to be the guy who had to get choked out and killed in the middle of the street. But somebody else, even they're like, oh man, they might have had this at a, a rough time, you know, and they, and, they, and they did this. But that that was youthful indiscretion, you know what I'm saying? What makes somebody who has a riot for a sports event, which, you know, let's be honest, in America, that usually happens with white people. They can tear up a town or tear up a place. But with black people, 
get extremely mad and I'm not for riots either or way quite frankly but when black people get mad and some of the stuff that happened at Ferguson happened these are some savages uh, so I'm like so your anger over your basketball team losing or winning because they're people who write when they win too is more important than these black folks who are just mad at being treated like second class citizens okay dog okay anyway you know but yeah um, speaking of certain things with Ferguson, um, one of the members of the St. Louis County jury that um, probed the um, fatal police shooting of Michael Brown at Ferguson is suing the county prosecutor because they want to be able to have the gag order let off them to talk about what happened during um, that that particular um, situation. And that's interesting because um, shout out to Free um, Speech Radio News who um, shot this over and they interviewed the folks from the ACLU from around that way. Um lifetime gag order why can't you talk about what happened why does it got to be secret what's so special about how y'all did this thing for um this particular police officer with there and wasn't that might be happening with other police officers in that area or might expose something that's even bigger than that so i'm curious to see how that's going to go down that's um some interesting news and we got a few things that are more on um and upward note we can um, end with um first and foremost shout out to the current chair of the fcc tom wheeler he is going to go forth and try to get a vote to make net neutrality a public the internet a public utility now when we talk about stuff like net neutrality it's essentially about not having corporations be able to give certain people more privilege than another person to um put out their information or whatever else of business oh, and stuff no. like that to make it a real real short summation you can check out our folks over at electronic frontier foundation um free press and more for a little more detail about that because i'm going to keep it kind of short but essentially like um like back in the day you know how phone companies used to be like like yeah he had a big um at&t used to be like the, the big phone company and we don't have a lot of competition that means people can you know pretty much screw you over in terms of price what they want to offer so forth and so on cable companies and some of these other folks who offer broadband internet here kind of want to do the same thing right now and for lots of people especially with this new information age that can screw you over even if you just want to get entertainment let's say um you're with verizon and verizon and Hulu have an issue. You might be getting your stream all jacked up and slow unless you pay a whole bunch of money because people don't have certain agreements going on. Now, think about how that could be on some serious stuff like decimating independent news. Help, you know, independent media outlets look like us. If we can't pay a certain amount, if, you know, they want to really get fancy about it and, you know, Fox and CNBC and everyone can do it and they can get their stuff off faster than we can, that's a problem. You know what I'm saying? So... That's one of the big things about the net, and when you even look at like certain things that have happened, heck, over here with um, you know, the various moves of the Black Lives Matter and some of these other stories that, quite frankly, didn't get to other folks without the internet to make movement to do other things. This becomes very serious, and even if you're just apolitical as hell, if you're a creative, like you're a musician or something, do you want to have you know, clear channeling them and only the big major labels be able to access? you know, your phone factor when people want to check your, your stuff out or do whatever, whatever, then you as an independent, you don't want to be on the same equal playing field. So it gets deep. It gets deep. And for the SEC chairman, you know, to put out there that he supports this and wants to push us through, that's a major thing. Now, we still got till about the end of the month when the SEC needs to have their vote to do stuff. 
Um, fingers and toes crossed, they get it done. And fingers and toes crossed, our Congress, who's being, you know, paid off like a bunch of whores by some of these lobbyists who ain't for this, don't screw it up. Yeah. Or no. whatever. No. But this is a major step. And, um, you know, I think that's good news. And we're definitely happy for that. Again, definitely go to freepress.org. And EFF.org to check out more information on net neutrality and why it's broke or more so important. Oh, and for our musicians, futureofmusic.org. It's all breaking down really well why, you know, this this is that business right there. So good news on that front. Let me see here. And um random goofiness. First and um foremost, if somebody told you that they should let restaurants opt out of hand washing after going to the bathroom to reduce regulatory burden. You would be there like, you're out of your damn mind. Unfortunately, in the U.S., there is a Republican senator by the name of Tom Tillis who essentially said that, which is like, you are a gross white man. That's disgusting. I'm not eating at that, I'm not going to eat at a restaurant that says we're opting out of washing hands after somebody goes and, you know takes a pee or whatever <laughs> you can be anti-government regulations all you want to you know what some government regulations work you know what i'm saying and that's like this group of you know jack who talking about you know like you got freaking measles outbreaks and stuff happening right now it's like man i, I, I don't want to have a vaccination what yeah. nobody's saying take every vaccination at once because yes i i personally think that causes problems you just damn a whole bunch of them joints into people and don't oh, space man. them out but it's like, so what, the few advantages of science that everybody agrees upon from the 20th century that was a real good thing that essentially eliminated polio in this country and certain other stuff. We got certain stuff coming back because some of you ridiculous people are just there like, I don't want to do a vaccination. Like, word? That's what you want to be about? And then you have some of these politicians who, because they're getting thirsty for the upcoming presidential elections in this country in 2016, Trying to kind of have halfway close, and I'm like, you and your kids got a damn vaccination. Why are these other people ain't supposed to get no vaccination? I ain't try. If I have a child, I ain't trying to go to a school where these kids ain't vaccinated and had them get some way back when disease because you want to be silly or whatever else. Well, one thing that I see about this is you talking about. I think back, I remember when I was in high school, they had this thing called MMR. I think it was measles, mumps, and, and rubella. Mm-hmm. Now. When you're talking about stuff like that, and I think polio, and it was rumored polio, there was something else mixed with the polio thing, which, you know, afterwards there was supposed to be like more cancer outbreaks after that, but polio and these vaccines that did good now, when it's like everything up, you know, it's like everything else, you know what I'm saying? There's the good and there's the bad, you know what I'm saying? So there's vaccines that you need, there's some vaccines that you should stay away from. Flu is is I, to me. I just never, I just never thought that that was ever necessary. Even before I heard people talk about it, but you know, definitely do your research on vaccines if you take them. You know, because I think that the majority of them are not for black people, and the majority of these chemicals that are in these are from pharmaceuticals. A lot of times, we got a contract or a new cat that they got on board to sell a drug to certain people. It could have been a flu vaccine last year, but it's a different company now. Or different, you know what I'm saying? So money is being made when they push vaccines. And at the same time, it could have an effect, an adverse effect on people. So just definitely do your research if you take any chemical in your body. Now, I'll put it like this. Research is fine. And 
I go back and forth with people about the flu vaccine, especially if you're not ultra young or ultra old. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm kind of eh about that, but when we talking about these old school things that are coming back, like you ain't supposed to be talking about polio making a comeback, like it's a rapper, like polio and measles making a comeback. Like, like, get out of here. What's next? Scurvy? We'll have scurvy have a comeback, too? I'm afraid of oranges. What the hell? Come on, guys. Let's, you know, let's exercise a little common sense. Do some real research before you do whatever. And certain stuff like that, man, I mean, these are things that people can still die from. So let's, you know, let's reel some of this back in and get a little bit of, you know, whatever on that. And again, for this dude talking about not washing your hands because of regulations in America has too many regulations, you're gross. Yeah, and I mean, you need to go somewhere. Yeah, sanitation is, is definitely real, when, especially when you're dealing with food. Anybody who's ever worked with food knows that. Word up. I, I have, personally, and it's just there like... Or cats that worked in kitchens. You'd be, yeah, you know, just whatever, whatever. Just came from wiping my butt crack, and now I'm going in the cooler where the food is at, and I just happened to dip my hand in something because I was hungry. We were about to serve that to somebody. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's the cooler or the hot box. You know what I'm saying? Nah, people get fired or, be, or punched in the face for things like that. <laughs> pretty much man because look if you want to be that restaurant and you have a sign saying that we ain't following these particular usda regulations guess where my black ass ain't eating i ain't eating at your restaurant you know what i'm saying let me find out things the way everybody else does through the department of health if i eat some at some random place and something is wrong don't be that like yep i just you know had to take the the, the illish and I'm going to make you a sandwich. That's not how life is going to work. <laughs> That's not how life is going to work for me. But um, anyway, lastly, in what the hell random news, a woman with a kangaroo was left asked to leave McDonald's. <laughs> and I'm the type with my 9 to 5. I had to get up relatively early most days. And I'm just looking when on my phone while I'm getting breakfast ready and doing my commute. And I see this headline. I'm like, I need to read it because that makes no damn sense. So much doesn't make sense about the story. For one thing, it didn't happen in like Australia or something. It happened in Wisconsin. <laughs> I guess she was thinking about Captain Kangaroo. She's the captain and of the kangaroo? And this is going to sound stereotypical, and I'm sorry, but this is like the, the whitest story because... Daughter of Captain Kangaroo? What's in, the in, deal? In Beaver Dam, Wisconsin, a police officer said he was quite certain he never responded to a call he received at this particular McDonald's restaurant. He responded to an anonymous complaint about a woman who bought a kangaroo and two McDonald's. The woman had a baby kangaroo wrapped in a blanket and t- tucked in an infant car seat. She explained that it was a service animal to help her cope with emotional distress. <laughs> and produced a letter uh, from the doctor. So the woman was upset at first and agreed to leave the restaurant. Now, look here. I'm not going to diss people who need service animals. I've seen people with dogs, cats, all over type of things. You know what I'm saying? But one thing, where are you? You're in Wisconsin. Where the hell are you getting a kangaroo? Yeah. Much less a baby kangaroo that you can put in an infant car seat and have yeah, the blanket like it like it needs clothes. Black people don't do stuff like this. That's right. Black folks aren't running around like, like you know what? I need a service animal. I need to be like a freaking mini wallaby that I can just drive around. Well, I'm getting my hash browns and when I in the morning at McDonald's. No doubt. I don't know, man. I'm like that. That was like the winning goofy headline that came across our desk during um this week. You had you bought the kangaroo and that meant mad people walked in like, 
What in the living hell is this? <laughs> Am I tired while I'm getting my coffee today? Am I that bugged out? <laughs> Did the weed I smoked this morning get laid to something evil? Because I see a kangaroo up in this piece that's probably going on ahead and making some noise. Like, dude, I don't know, man. I don't know. But I thought that joint was pretty damn hilarious with um this particular story but yeah man that is about it for now lot to talk lot to bad i'm going to cut out some news stories so we can get right into the music for this week's radio show as we always say if our commentary don't gotta love or like everything that we say but if you get into some conversation your mind is sparked we have done our job as a quality independent outlet of media and a quality black independent media outlet with our music, we always appreciate all the folks who uh, submit music, independent to mainstream, and everything in between. If we don't get our to- your tune on during this particular show, if it's dope, it's going to eventually get on and get it shine and all of that good yep, stuff. Yep. This is a non-payroll operation. We don't focus on that nonsense. It's literally just two of us curating music and making things happen that we know we hope make you nod your head, stomp your feet, and all yep, that good yep. stuff. So... Man, uh, I saw Ron walked in. Now he got snacks and stuff. Ain't even offering nobody no snacks. Hey, I just walked in the dog. Give me a name. See, ain't, ain't even articulating right because his mouth sugar, is, is full of sugar and sugar whatnot. Sugar-free, dairy-free snacks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I say he's walking in with snacks in the studio, but that's cool. Anyway, this is syndicated worldwide. Fusebox Radio broadcast. 21st century black radio for the masses. Making it hot. Making it happen. And yeah, Black History Month 2015. We're going to do what we do. We're going to make our own little bit of history every freaking day. And all that. DJ Fusion about to get into the mix. All right. Fuse box. A saw raw. DJ Fusion about to blast off. Peace to all and you and yours. Love. Peace. Soul. And we out. All right, all right. Yeah. Yeah. DJ Fusion. So competitors bow Homeboy, hold on My rhymes are so strong Nothing could go wrong So why do you prolong Songs that ain't strong Brother, you did wrong And got the nerve to have them Star Trek shades on huh. You can't handle the whole weight Your skin needs lotion Teeth need Colgate Wise up, your little burned up french fry I'm that type of guy And I'll slam you know Just like a sumo Put them in pampers Leave my drawers in a hamper When I'm through here Need a brand new identity I was scooping girls Before you lost your virginity Your jam is just a dreaming MC scheme Get crushed by LL Fiend Something like Shaft 
put you in cash Bro, you little blood clot boy, you must not know The rep, I keep the MCs a beat sweet Like cheap and free, with a sheet, you need technique Get rid of that yuck mouth smile Cause brother, you ain't got no style Keep on Styles I use to abuse MCs to light the fuse and spread the news you lose to the damage of microphone manager, coat crush and bruise and bandage your amateur. That amateur swinging a hammer from a body bag. So run and get your camera. Get a flick of the stiff that shot to get swift, but I'm the wrong brother to dance with. Cause I don't need a partner to swing. Keep your eyes on the Cool J ring. Shooting the gift, but you just don't shoot it right. You couldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight. Couldn't throw a rock in a ghost town. So don't try to play post clown. You know the LL's back in town and all the wannabe services get shot down. Give me that microphone. I'ma show you the real meaning of the danger zone. Stop dancing. Get to walking. Shut your old mouth when young folks are talking. Huh. Your little snake in the grass. You swing a hammer, but you couldn't break a glass. Give me a lighter. Now you cut loose. From that Jerry Curl juice, Cool J is back on the map. And when I see you, I'ma give you a slap. That's right, a little kick for that crap. Cause my old gym teacher ain't supposed to rap. Keep on. Yeah. Fuck it up. I said keep on. Check this out. How dare you stand beside me? I'm cool. I freeze ICE on your trail, and I'ma cut that ponytail. You're disobedient with the wrong ingredients. But I'ma drink you down over the rocks while I freak on your album cover jocks. You're gonna hear a real ill paragraph soon. I took the cover right home to the bathroom. In the immortal words of LL, hard as hell. Your broad wears it well. She's the reason that your record sold a few copies. But your rhymes are sloppy like Oscar, and you're bound to get dropped and stopped. I ain't Murray the cop. No, am I fearless? But I got a bag of tricks. Mr. Pusher Man, give me a fix so I can show you I'm immune to them romper room tunes. You little hip hop raccoon. I'm not Scarface, but I want more beef. Before you rap, you was a downtown car thief. Working in a parking lot. A brother with a perm deserves to get burned. So tell me how you like your cold cream. On a cone, in a bowl, or in a wet dream. With your TV on channel, buzz. Uncle L, that's so much damage he does. Here's five dollars. Catch the taxi cab, take your rhymes around the corner to the rap rehab. Keep on to the break of dawn. Yeah, to the break of dawn. I said keep on. Just wanna bump it up a little bit. My man B Rock just walked in the crib, you know what I'm saying? Over here at my mom's house, it's cooling out. My man Clash in the house. Sipping on his bottles and jeans, premium peace flavored wine cooler. Lounging back. Keep on.
check the, check the, check the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mother ain't off microphone checker. Keep that grip tight like my Smith and Wesson. I put the mic which is on the turner. Hit you with the hurtful flick of truth like Sojourner. Microphone eater, spitting hot as hit your dome with the heater. Wouldn't want to be your dish lyrical for heaters. Got jacket balls like my name was Vegeta. Motherfuck, oh, super duper swanking. Chicken still hating pigs, run them for the bacon. Take them to the slaughterhouse, said we bought to order out. Tell them we the badass motherfuckers that they heard about. Yes, I guess the word is out. We coming for the top dollar. Top rock baller, since I popped my collar. Chicken said they hit us, they ain't never shot nada. I'm a microphone killer, especially when my head is gone off that liquor. Especially educated, heavily medicated. Give me that beat and I put you next to Dilla. Flow sweeter than vanilla. Tell these haters, beat it, can't Jackson thriller. I'm the nigga that you see when you in the mirror. Say my name five times, this what I deliver. This some of them niggas that I'm dropping. The world in my pocket, puke you out your continent. Always drop hot as shit to word the flow, keep constant. And I won't. Stop till I reach Christ conscious. Magazines, not cool to be viewed 
that's a piece of me Exploiting any lady with low self-esteem A false depiction of what femininity be, yeah I mean seriously though, what the video vixen portrays off the hook Majority of the time, I respect the grind But the question in my mind is who decides when when to draw the line Hip-hop chicks been eclipsed and downsized Forced to believe we not relevant to the times Powers that be promoting just one side But our presence worldwide is of various kinds And ain't going nowhere It's our turn, we coming for our share Studio stays to the business affairs It's time to set the record straight and let them know we are here And ain't going nowhere The man they start treating us fair Those who agree throw a fist in the air Wake them up, make them all aware We are here And ain't going nowhere It's our turn, we coming for our share Stays to the business affairs Whatever route we got to go to get it, we're prepared Logical approach, start a network up in here Since it's driven numbers, how we unified our peers See the void filled in the gap, buck stops there Watch our own backs, chivalry is dead Break bread on the norm, keep the bond real strong Won't allow no loose links, any shape or form Our movement is formed, aggressively going forward Reason is because we will not be ignored Fusion. Picking apart they postures Put together meticulously awful In the air hostile The fingernails watch them Sit and stare box them If I gotta Panic is the fashion I arrow to the action Pipe piper through all types of sh- Types like me Y'all ain't with Struck by lightning with a hand. 
hand in the sand Came to with a fist fused in glass Closed the circuit, skull full of white light Mouth full of ash, sparks in the pavement, dragging the chain Anchors off, man, lost it again Steady on, gotta push through the rain Weather in the vein, came for this, trained for this Made, made, made for this, pray they miss duck Duck, great duck, gets up and running Rest fall back like a bridge in London Brand new brakes, I never touch it Man, you're a spin move, you're doing too much Rental car, trip cigar I'm just laughing why that whole thing blow up Looking like I'm joking, no up Black mask, take your gas money My name is Sims, but call me David Lynch I make them act funny, I ain't afraid to change lines State, date, or face I'm option two when you skate or die And still survive on them baselines At least for the next eight months Then I change up like it ain't much You do the ride, you have it in shape But still blabbing about some brain up vision M.M. living, great duck risen Nape, nape, giving way subliminal Class more criminal Trying to make my stance more pivotal See what is left is suspect The Pepsi Gen went crystal, crystal Punk rock dance, green rappers dead I laugh until I lost my chill I'm really real Half built to spill, half kill at will Half shark and I get it and my filly failed Mill City kid in the field Ready in the blood, Proof in the track, 50 in the tank, only like a Mack truck, roll with a ton on my back, put it back up fast. Right now, it's a legendary DJ Marley Mar. We're on the fuse box. You know how we get down.
now listening to Fusebox Radio.
joy and cheer. Love's a message that I bring to you. And there's no reason to be mean and cruel. Spread love on the listening to
Ladies and gentlemen, you are now witnessing Fusebox Lady. You are now listening to the Fuse Box with John Judah.
Radio.
right here on the Fuse Box Radio.
listening to the Fuse Box with John Judah.
right here on the Fusebox Radio.
to the fuse box with John Judah.
right here on the Fuse Box Radio.
right here on the Fuse Box Radio.
right here on the Fuse Box Radio.
y'all listening to the Fuse Box with John Judah. That's all the time we have tonight. Join us next time. Good night.